Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, the Wallabies have a mountain to climb when they head to Dunedin for the return of the Bredisloe Cup uh, fixture on uh, Saturday. They've lost it, but uh, what can they get out of this one? Uh, they uh, might feel a little bit uh, more comfortable under the roof, but outside the temperatures will be pretty cold as they look for something something to give them hope for, for the World Cup. John Eels told us yesterday they should focus on just a couple of areas and squeeze the most improvement out of them. Discipline and defence were his suggestions. A shrewd observation by a man who knows a, two, a thing or two about winning a World Cup. The All Blacks on the flip side look set to make wholesale changes uh, with the wind in their sail at the moment. Uh, they have McLeod, Stevenson, Finau all tipped uh, for an All Black uh, outing this weekend. They might get their wish to see Will Jordan in the number 15 jersey for the All Blacks as well. Well, it's a jersey that Laurie Maines knows well. It's a part of New Zealand he knows intimately, being a great Southern man. And uh, he's with us this morning, Laurie Maines, to uh, talk about prospects for this weekend and his overall thoughts uh, of the All Blacks to this point. Laurie, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time. Yeah, good morning, Ian. Laurie, um, your evaluation of the All Blacks to this point, bearing in mind their big task is yet to come. Oh, look, I think they've made good progress this year. Um, <clears throat> Jason Ryan and uh, Joe Smith have settled down and got the team playing the way I think they want them to play, and uh, we're seeing good results from it. And, and the other, you know, just to add to that, a lot of the All Blacks, are looking a lot more confident now than they were a year or so ago. What would you put that down to then? <clears throat> well, confidence comes with a, a good game plan and every player knowing what his role is in that game plan and being able to execute it on the park. And they've done that this year in, in the game so far that I've, I've seen. And uh, that gives players confidence. Set pieces, uh, as we well know, are instrumental to win any game of rugby. But if you're going to uh, win a World Cup, you need them to be very, very strong. Uh, are you happy with our scrum, uh, our set piece set up at the moment? Yes, I think these two props uh, ha have come on extremely well. And I, I would expect that we would be as strong as any of the other sides when it comes to scrummaging. Um, you know, I've, I'm, I've got to say this. I'm totally disappointed in the way scrummaging has gone. It's now used as a method to win penalties, kick into the corner and get more tries over the goal line. I don't think that was ever the intention of scrums. It was always the intention to restart the game. But having said that, we have to do what everybody else is doing. And I think we are scrummaging pretty well at the moment. Uh, and you mentioned the other bugbear that a lot of um, enthusiasts and experts have, and that's, of course, the, the line-out drive uh, in the opposition five-metre zone. So um, what about that aspect of play? Well, I'm not so anti that. Uh, if, if, they get, if a team gets into the corner through good play, then fine. And, and then they finish it off with a, with a line-out and a maul-over try. That's not so bad. 
But when you start scrummaging in midfield for the sole purpose of getting a penalty and kicking the ball into the corner, to me that's wrong. That's not what rugby is all about. And that is what is happening. And, and we're finding that most of the top teams in any competition you want to look at are very strong at scrummaging. And it gives them, gives them a huge advantage. And, and as I said before, you know, scrummaging is as a result of a minor infringement, knock-on, forward pass, something like that, and it shouldn't be able to be turned into such a weapon. Mm, interesting. Okay. Uh, Joe Smith's um, influence in our backline, our, our form of attack, etc. Uh, you wouldn't want to be playing all your cards right now, I imagine, if you're Ian Foster and co, but uh, Joe Smith's influence? Um, look, I, I well, I can only assume that it is uh, his his influence because we're seeing a, a clearer pattern now. The way the the backs are playing, um, it's obvious to me that they know what they're attempting to do, and most of the time they're actually achieving it. I, I you know, I'll put it this way: I was a bit lukewarm about taking Geordie Barrett out of fullback and playing him at second five eight. But it is doing, a, you know, he's doing a great job there, especially with Havili injured. Um, so I think that's been a good move. Not only does it give us good, strong defence there, but he he is a real threat to the opposition backlines, and that you know that's what you need in midfield to stop them drifting off. And we're we're getting that. We are getting a little bit of space out wide, which is a good thing. Which brings into uh, contention, of course, your back three, your wide men. Um, you, what are you liking there? Would, would you have a preference at 15, for instance? Would you like to see Will Jordan there, or were you happy with Bowden Barrett? Um, Bowden Barrett's a class player. Uh, uh, you know, for me, he's a first 5'8", but he plays at international level at fullback. Will Jordan has just come back to rugby <laughs> sensationally. Uh, you know, creating opportunities. He's good at fullback because it gives him the whole field to to roam around and see where he can make impact. And he does he does that brilliantly. But he's doing it off the wing. So if we're stronger with Bowden at fullback and him on the wing uh, and Talia on the other wing, fine. Uh, I don't have any I don't have any particular preferences about that. We have had um, a number of uh, All Black captains in this campaign, but it seems if it, Sam Kane is the man. Well, it's too too late to change anyway. Uh, you know, in a lot of ways, Sam Kane does a great job. He he he's got a bit of Sean Fitzpatrick in him that he leads from the front, um, and uh, I, you know, you and I wouldn't know how effective he is in the changing room and calling what they do on the paddock. But most of the time, to me, it seems as if they're good calls. And uh, so, he, you know, he, he's doing a good job. And I, I wouldn't entertain the idea of making a change at this stage. Uh, we've talked about two of the Barretts and Bowden and Geordie, but, um, uh, I mean, the rise of Scott Barrett, his influence in this all-black team at the moment. Oh, it's like Robin Brooke. Isn't it? He, 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 you know, he's that, he's that pillar there. It doesn't matter whether he's at six or whether he's at five. He's such a strong, constructive player. Everything he does is very positive. And uh, any, any forward pack that's got a Scott Barrett in it is, uh, has got an anchor. 
that holds it all together. Uh, he's a great player. So, Laurie, going into this weekend, uh, we've achieved the goal of uh, keeping the Bledisloe Cup, of course. So we've won the Rugby Championship. What would you do if you're Ian Foster's shoes this weekend in terms of your All Blacks? Well, your, your All Blacks 23, really. Would you experiment? Would you rest? I, I think there, there are probably... I don't know about resting. Uh, the, the, these players are not overworked uh, at the moment, but... <clears throat> I I would uh, be wanting, I think, to give one or two players a game that are going to be required at the World Cup. We don't want to send some players away over there that have hardly played a game for the All Blacks this year. So he, he probably will make some changes. <clears throat> and then, of course, Eddie Jones will complain about them putting a B team down. Um, <laughs> and, it'll back, and it'll backfire again. <laughs> uh, but but I I think if they do, if Ian Foster decides to give two, three, four other players a game, uh, I I think quite frankly that that is sound thinking. The Wallabies, uh, a great opposition in your time as uh, both a player and of course and a coach. Uh, how do you view the Wallabies and, and their plight at the moment? Well, I can't understand it. When we played against the Wallies, Wallabies, I think it was 92, uh, no, uh, 92 or 93, 11 of their test team was selected in, in a world test lineup. And what have we got now with it? I, I, I can't comprehend how the Wallabies just don't seem to be able to get these world-class players uh, like they used to. Um, I... <laughs> I don't think they've really got long enough to actually knock them into shape. And I think we also found out with Robbie Dens in the past that the, the players tend to reject a New Zealand coach. Well, you know, that's to their demise. But Eddie Jones has, has got a, a huge task in front of him um, to bring the team up to a level where they would compete with the top, the other top three or four teams at the World Cup. And, I'm not sure that Eddie Jones is actually the man to do that. I, I'd be very concerned if I was in the wall of his years. What John Eel said is correct. They lack discipline. Uh, but they were also unlucky with the injuries. They, they were competitive for 20 minutes, but 20 minutes is no good. It's got to be 80 minutes. And to compete for 80 minutes, you've got to maintain your discipline and uh, be fortunate enough to not get injuries like they did. But they've got a long way to go. And uh, I, I don't see too much of that happening um, this year. Well, Laurie, we've had a, a quick look at the Springboks. Uh, the All Blacks blew them out of the water in, in Auckland in the first 20 minutes, but they are the world champions, and we know what they're like at World Cup time. The Springboks? Yeah, that was interesting. When I saw the teams take the field, I said, I said, I don't think that Springbok team's turned on. It's not in their eyes. You know, you, you can see it in players' eyes if they're right on the job. The All Blacks were the exact opposite. And um, I, I'm, I'm not sure what they were thinking when they took the field, but they, they were only on four cylinders. Uh, and when they came back, it was, we had 60 minutes of great rugby where they competed, could have scored another try or two, uh, so could the All Blacks. Um, they're going to be, they're, you know, they're going to be right there. Anybody who thinks South Africa's not going to be there at this World Cup are just reading it wrong. I mean, 
South Africa, France, I, I would say are our two major... Well, Ireland, you can't forget Ireland, yeah. of course. But, yeah. So yeah. There's, there's some fair hurdles to climb. And, and the team that wins this year's World Cup will have done a great job. You know, they'll, they'll, need, they'll need the bounce of the ball occasionally. Uh, they'll need things to go their way because there are so many good teams there. Uh, Laurie, you've been um, in Ian Foster's shoes, uh, admittedly. You've, you've walked the walk. It's been a torrid time for him. We know that this is his last campaign, win, lose or draw. Uh, how do you view uh, Ian Foster and the task ahead of him now and the person himself? Um, well, I, I, I can't sort of comment on the person himself. I don't, I don't know him well personally. Uh, he, he has struggled. I mean, we have to be honest. I, I, he struggled, and I don't think the first round of assistant coaches he had were necessarily helping him that much. Um, I think it was a wise move to bring in Ryan and Joe Smith, and the whole thing has slowly turned around since they've been there. I think uh, probably Ian Foster is taking an overarching uh, role in, in the coaching and management of the team. And that is probably what he's better suited to than, than actually coaching the players. But I see signs, you know, definite signs that the forwards and the backs are all on the same page on how they're going to play. They know their game plan and they're implementing it. And uh, so that would suggest to me there's good harmony between the uh, all of the coaches. So a, a lot of that comes down to your head coach, which is which is Ian Foster. Um, mm. But, I, I, you know, I wonder if he was actually suited to the head coach role. He, he did a pretty effective job as assistant coach, um, brought quite a bit of innovation uh, into all-black play in those early years he was the assistant. I'm not sure that, and, and I'm not even sure that he's overly enjoyed being the head coach. It's a tough, it's tough, Smithy, it really is. Yeah, it's a tough job, all right, um, and for him it's been pretty, pretty thankless at times. Hey, Laurie, this weekend uh, you, you'll be there, or have you got, you've got some rugby involvement, any functions to attend? Oh, I've, got a, I've got two that I'm speaking at on Friday, midday and then again at 6 o'clock at night. My old club, Southern, I've got a fundraiser for junior rugby, so Murray Deek is down uh, to wow. speak there, and him, him and I... Uh, He's going to call me up for the latter part of his speech and ask me a few pointed questions about where rugby's going today. <laughs> so, so I'll get a chance to I'll get a chance to have a real crack at it then, Smithy. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> I'd pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. I should mention that the the midday event is uh, Steve Davy. You you'll know Steve Davy, and yes. his wife died of pancreatic cancer. And he's, uh, in her honour, has developed a trust to uh, raise funds for research into pancreatic cancer. And uh, I think it's a wonderful cause. And uh, there's, a, there's a big luncheon on in the town hall at, uh, at starting at 12 on, on Friday. So both, and, and he's been asked me to get on the couch. So... Uh, more, more than happy to do so. So, yes, I'm going to have a busy Friday. 
<laughs> well, Laurie Maines, uh, peace pass on our regards to two of those highly respected broadcasters. Have a terrific time down there uh, hosting this test match in Dunedin. And thanks so much too, Laurie, for your insights uh, on uh, the questions I've asked you this morning. Uh, I, I hope no you're well and uh, you, sound, you sound very good. So thank you very much for your time. Right away, and thank you.